0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Stadium Tech Report podcast. I'm Phil Harvey alongside Paul Kapuska. Hello, Paul. Hello, Phil. Paul is the editor of the Mobile Sports Report and this episode is all about bringing food to fans. It's about stadium food and drink delivery. Um last week, the last episode, we talked about uh we recapped the Super Bowl and how much uh Data was used during the event. And one of the things about the Super Bowl, which happened at Levi Stadium in San Francisco, is that it was the first stadium of its size to offer the ability to have food and drink ordered via app and delivered to any seat in the stadium. But during the Super Bowl, apparently there was a twist only drinks were delivered. And there were something like 3,000 orders taken via the uh, stadium app. Uh, most of it was probably available at a pickup express window. But uh, Paul, help us put this into perspective. Is 3,000 orders via an app uh, in a, in an event the size of the Super Bowl, is that a success or is that a, um, you know, sort of a, give us a preview of things to come?
1: That, that's a good question. And, and I would say the success or not, uh, could depend upon who you ask that question to. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're Venue Next, the app developer, and the Niners team, and the NFL, they're going to say, you know, this was a great thing. But but I, I think it's it's helpful to back up a little bit and just r- reflect on the decision of Levi's Stadium um, to implement delivery for all seats. I, I mean, bringing food to fans and seats is not exactly a new idea. It's in many arenas and stadiums have had it for club seats and, mm-hmm. and certainly for suites. Right. You know, the fat cats don't want to get up out of their seats. They right. They paid a lot. But, but Levi's was different and when they designed the stadium, um, it opened in 2014. It was designed specifically for one of the features they were going to say is that any fan in any seat can use the app, order food and drink and have it delivered to their seats. And this even was part of the the stadium's construction design. They actually built concession stands closer to stairwells and and escalators and things like that, so they could have easier deliver faster delivery times. Cool. Now, I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was really neat, and you know we reported on it certainly at Mobile Sports Report, and maybe we were guilty of a little bit of the hype. Be because the reality was when. The stadium opened, and and fans came in for the games. Uh, the usage of in-seat delivery for uh-huh. food and drink was was actually really slow to ramp up, right? And I'm I'm not sure that people care as much as you know the initial uh, publicity for the service.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a that's a tough one. It's hard not to get excited about um, new. Radical fan conveniences like that, you know, on paper, it sounds like, wow, this is going to be so great. Like I'm just going to sit there and punch it up and food's going to arrive. And that's fantastic. But I, 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 yeah, I do wonder how hard is it to convince everyone to immediately stop getting up and stretching your legs and walking around the concourse and, you know, getting that, that bit of fresh air, uh, you know, during an event, right. Um, I I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. And then if you do order something and it doesn't go well, how much more complicated have you made your life than you would have made it if you had just gotten up and <laughs> gone down to the concourse or whatever. Um, so what's, what are some of the kind of the, the, the big issues? I guess one, one of them would be just getting the app in people's hands, right?
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I would say, that is is probably the st- the biggest starting point, right? You have to convince people to <laughs> actually. You have to let them know first of all that there is a stadium app. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people just go to the stadium. You know, uh, for a lot of people, going to the stadium is a once in a once in a long time thing. They're not season ticket holders. Somebody goes, "Hey, you want to go to a football game?" Sure, they go. Uh, during the first year, the um, the then vice president of Niners technology. Dan Williams would provide us stats, and it was rarely more than 2,000 two thousand or twenty five hundred in seat delivery orders per game. Okay, and you know that begs the question: Is this a really important service if only you know out of seventy thousand people, what is that like four percent? Yeah, uh, of the fans are really using it. So I, I think the first issue is you. The app still is you know generally per game. I think the app use is hovering somewhere around 30% of all fans, which, you know, shrinks the pool of available people to order things down to 21,000, say, for Levi's. And that might actually be good from a food delivery standpoint because then you would think, okay, if this stadium is built to handle a delivery to every seat, if only 30% of the people are even going to try, they should be able to handle it. But, uh, you know, I think we get into a second issue is I don't really think that even the Levi stadium people have quite yet figured out how to make this work at scale. It it was ambitious from the start, right? And it's still an ambitious task. And it's one of those things that you can plan for uh, like building a network, Mm -hmm. plan a network, you can set it up. But then when you get people using it, things happen that you're not expecting. And, And I think the most infamous incident they had was, uh, a game I was actually at, attending as a fan, they had an outdoor hockey game at Levi's Stadium. Yes. Um, about a year ago, it was actually yeah. um, February of 2015, and you know clearly the NFL <laughs> the people who ran Levi's Stadium didn't know hockey fans. Because hockey fans know that you know they're going to be they don't want to leave their seats because action never stops. Right. Yeah. So they had hockey fans sit down, and everybody there tried to order food pretty much at the same time, and they didn't have enough staffers on, and it overwhelmed the system. Uh-huh. Uh, we wrote about this. The the whole thing just you know the, the app was just sitting there, it was hanging, and and to, you know to your point, what you said just a, a, a minute or so ago. You know, people had ordered food. It had, the, the app had taken their credit card info, and now they're sitting there waiting, and it's you know the first period goes by, the second period goes by and you're like, well you know, am I going to be charged for this? Yeah, <laughs> should I just get up and try to get food anyway? Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think I think a second issue is the, the big scale of this. you know, I don't think they anticipated. How this would happen, and you know, what happens? You know, it's sort of like the flushing the toilets in the hotel thing. Yeah. What happens if everybody in every room, you know, flushes flushing, their toilets? Flushes at the all at once. Yeah, right. So is that uh, something only I think about? No, no, no. I think about it all the time, and I, I like want to do it too, just to see. It I know. Time. At least one floor. <laughs> yeah. Let's just see what would happen. So, uh, so you know, even this year in the app, they had a, a wait time ticker added to that you know telling you that it was like the fail safe against the hockey mm, thing happening okay. again but you know again to your point if, if this happens once and it's bad it's a bad experience you're not going to try it again yeah um so
0: oh let me heighten the tension for you so yeah. let's just say like you say most people don't go to every single game they only go to one or two or three games a year so let me just uh, say I'm sitting there with my uh, my proverbial family. Let's just, my fake family, four kids, three kids, or even or even two kids. You're just sitting there. Sure. W- wife's on one side of you. Kids are hungry. You know how kids are. The minute they sit down, they want to eat something. So it's time to get back up. Okay, well, no problem. I'll get this stadium app going. I'll put the credit card in there. The first question your wife's going to ask, uh, not your wife, my proverbial wife, will say, <laughs> is, what are you doing? And is that thing going to work? And then- right. You know, so immediately, (laughs) (laughs) immediately the crosshairs are right on, right on your forehead. And then to, you know, to your right or left, depending on where your kids are sitting, one minute goes by and they haven't seen you get up. They're going to repeat, dad, we're hungry. Dad, go get us a hot dog. Dad, when are are we going to get our hot dogs? Dad? And every time they see a stadium concession person pass by, it's going to remind them that you haven't gotten up to go get their hot dog. So fast forward 10 minutes. Now you're out, let's say 70 bucks (laughs) or at least you think you are. (laughs) And, And you're still sitting with the same disagreeable people who are, are. uh, you know, right.
1: do you, do you want to take the chance? Do you that, really
0: want to go through that for 10 minutes? And uh, you know, that, that thing, cause then at some point you're going to say, ah, to heck with it, I'll get up and go get it. And sure enough, the time you, the one time you decide to take matters into your own hands and do that, the yeah. delivery shows up for your family and not for you and you're downstairs. And then you end up walking up the stairs <laughs> with an entirely fresh order of food. I bet that happened to someone. Uh, yeah. I, I bet it did. And I bet they're much more—they're uh, much less amused about it than I am. <laughs>
1: well, you know, to, to your point, the NFL looked at Levi's Stadium probably with the same kind of you know thoughts that yeah. you had, and you know for the Super Bowl they just said, "No way, we're not doing food delivery."
0: So they right. went drinks only. Yeah. They went
1: drinks only, which yeah. you know it's it's pretty hard to mess up handing somebody a Bud Light, right? And it was interesting. You know, talking to the NFL CIO uh, Michelle McKenna Doyle uh, about this, you know, she wasn't she wasn't talking about the app not working, or you know, the credit card thing not working, or them not being able to you know cook the food and have it ready to go. the The main thing she was concerned about was pretty much a human problem. You know, the seats in Levi's Stadium, like every other stadium, are actually pretty close together. Yeah. and, And there are really steep inclines. And, you know, basically the NFL just didn't want... A lot of delivery people trying to walk around, and a Super Bowl is a different crowd, right? Yeah, people are walking around. They want to take selfies. They're, they're more, you know, concerned with being at the game. I would say than watching the game. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. But but I thought that was pretty insightful. You know, if the NFL looked at its, you know, the brand new stadium built to do deliveries, and it shook its head and said, "No way." I mean, I'm just I'm curious. You know, is this something? That I mean, a retrofit stadium probably isn't going to even be able to come close to this. That's what I was
0: just going to say is that this one was designed to do it. So it's like 3,000 one way or the other sounds like it's going to be a record. It might be the most ever ever done because nobody does it after this.
1: Well, and, and I'll put this back to you too. And I know we've had talks about this before. I'm not sure that people really want this as much as the technology people think. I mean, you do need to get a... Anyway, to give the beer back, right, and yeah. <laughs> stretch, stretch your legs, walk yeah. around. What what really kills me about Levi's Stadium and you know any other place, really, it's not just them, but you, know, you talk about this being the most advanced stadium, the most technologically savvy stadium, and then you go to the regular concession stands, and it's like they're out of the 1950s. All right. Yeah. You, you have one person taking your order. That person turns around, goes back assembles the order then they come back and then they take your money or your credit card I mean what why wasn't the technology applied there I mean Starbucks and McDonald's the, these people have sort of perfected the art of you know getting you your food quickly and I, I don't know why the
0: the name of the person that works at the pass so to speak between the kitchen and the counter is called an expediter and that's, I mean, it's right there in the name. You got to expedite food delivery. You got to move it along. Um, yeah, I think the whole custom food thing is actually, um, I, I, I think it's just a bit much. Um, I, I know that we can do a lot with technology, but sometimes I think in, in certain areas, we need to kind of ask ourselves, what are people really there for? And what really what do they really need at that moment? And in my opinion, if you ask those questions and you get honest answers, then you'll tone down the food menu quite a bit. Um, you'll streamline everything. You'll, you'll have fewer items. They'll be simplistic and everything will cost like even dollar amounts tax included. Right. Um, because if you do that, you know, I, I use in and out burgers, like my favorite, you know, the drive through menu at in and out burger, it, it, if and apologies, if you're Seeing this, or, or sorry, hearing this, in <laughs> some place it doesn't have In and Out Burger, but their burger menu is basically hamburger and cheeseburger, and their fries are: do you want fries or do you not want fries? Right. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yes, no. Yeah, and that's that's really the thing, and it's like, oh, but you know, uh, but I'm you know vegan, left handed, whatever. It, it, okay, I mean, you can you can have a simplified menu for, for any dietary need possible. But the point being, it has to be that kind of simplicity. It has to be an all in order by number, no exceptions, no substitutions. And if you do that, I think you'll please most of the people most of the time. And that's really what stadiums are all about.
1: Yeah. I I also wonder about, you know, the interface between the companies like Venue Next, which is designing and implementing an app. And the traditional catering firms that are in stadiums, mm, you know, I'm talking yeah. about your center plates, your Aramarks, uh, right. those are the kind of companies that don't strike me as entrepreneurial or innovative. I mean, they, they're the same the world over. Yeah. They, they, you know, hire temporary workers who, who really don't have the kind of skin in the game that even, say, a Starbucks employee has. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a time thing. Maybe this, you know, there needs to be some failures before there's a big success. But, I, and I, I, I want to sort of move on to, you know, a different idea. It, this trend is actually growing of bringing, you know, deliveries to fans and stadiums. Mm-hmm. And the Montreal Canadiens this year got Wi Fi in the Bell Center or Center Bell if you see uh, Francois. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland nice. Cavaliers have actually a startup that um, founder, you know, their owner, Dan Gilbert, had an incubator and this uh, startup called Tap Into is doing food delivery through the app in Cleveland at the Q. And there's another stat- startup called DASDAQ um, that has already a couple systems deployed down in New Orleans and with the Washington Nationals. So I'm, I'm wondering what you think, if maybe this is sports specific, does it make more sense to have in-seat delivery uh, for an indoor venue or, say, for baseball, where you have more natural breaks in the action?
0: Yeah, actually, I think that the, the, what you said about hockey was really interesting, is that the hockey fan is programmed to be bolted to their seat because they know that the enti- they're only going to see one or two scores from their team per game. And they don't want to get up, you know, and I, I, I think that, um, for football, you know, it, it's so much, it's, it's part of the pleasure of going to the game to get up and mill about during in between quarters and during the long timeouts and the whatever, you know, right. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's as much social as it is anything else. Baseball is a great example. Um, you know, more breaks in the action, slower pace of the game. Um, you know, plenty of time to get up and go get whatever you need. Um, But, you know, another thing I guess is, is that arenas are kind of, um, you know, and it started really with American Airlines Center here in Dallas. Uh, They've really taken the idea of uh, making, going to the game a social event. So they have more clubs, they have more gathering places, they have more places where you can be in the game and not at your seat. Um, right. you, know, you can still catch every minute that's happening on the game via the uh, in-stadium broadcast and all of that stuff, but you can also be sitting and having a cocktail and you know, talking and stuff like that. So they've actually, I, I guess uh, modern stadium design has made, uh, I guess has changed the whole idea of, of quote-unquote being in your seat. It's like having a ticket to the game doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be sitting and watching the game the whole time. And I think for food for in-seat food delivery, um, that changes things somewhat.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I remember going to, uh, Kauffman stadium, uh, Kansas city Royals and being struck by how above the outfield seats, they sort of have this promenade and Uh they filled it with outdoor bars and you can just sort of sit at the bar and watch the game behind you or another game on the TV. If you don't care about the game, you're, (laughs) 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 go to a game to watch another game go to a game to watch another game all right so how can we use technology to improve what's already there Mm. you know not just in seat delivery but you know if people are going to get up anyway and i think we've come to our own conclusion that people do want to get up anyway
0: right uh, you know
1: why can't we bring more technology to things that already exist I, i mean i know you have some ideas the, yeah. I,
0: I think actually, you know, to, to just sort of think about what we already have. So what are the givens? Uh, the givens are as anybody who reads mobile sports report, it will Thank know. You. Thank you. That's a great point. The given is connectivity. It's going to get, if you don't have great connectivity now, you're getting it soon. If you have it now, it's going to get better. If you think it can't get any better, it's going to get even better than that. Yep. <laughs> and The the other given is the phones. Everyone has the phone in their pocket and they're all super fast and they all work beautifully. And the third thing is everybody's already figured out payment systems. So, you know, Starbucks has already figured out how to get people to pay using their phone. Right. App, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and PayPal, if you just take those three, that probably hits 90% of the smartphone audience that has already bothered to use some sort of smartphone payment. So I think that's the the most obvious thing is to work with what we have already, which is, hey, everybody's got these payment systems. We've already got great in-stadium connectivity. Let's go ahead and just quicken up the pace of these lines by allowing people to order ahead and maybe even prepay, yeah, you know, and, and, and so that while they're standing in the line, the line becomes more of an expedited counter than it is a take the order, assemble the order, bring the components, check, check the order, pay for the order. You know what I mean? It's like, it it just takes out a few steps. And if you take out a few steps for every person times the 15 people in line, that line just sails on through.
1: Yeah, and it's I I mean, plus it gets all the things that teams and venues want, right? Mm -hmm. They then they get an electronic history of who ordered what. Yeah. And you know, that marketing data is probably and I know we've said this before, the marketing data is probably as important as the revenue. Oh I mean totally. It it lets you know, okay, you know, nobody bought the hot pretzels. It just seems to make sense and I I can't understand why it hasn't been done on scale.
0: The next step too would be, you know, you get that marketing data real time during a game. You find out that beer A is selling slightly better than beer B, but you know that your inventory has equal levels of both for one quarter and one quarter only you get to offer a 10% discount for beer B. So you can get those sales back in line or something like that. As these things get better and better, those real time decisions can be made and you know, it, that benefits everybody. Hey, people like a discount on beer. Stadium likes to get their sales right in line with their inventories. I think there's also some stuff. I mean, you've seen these stadium maps at work. What could happen there that, that might help this along?
1: When, like Levi's Stadium, they use the beacons. You know, They have the, the beacons all around the stadium, and you can get an interactive map mm-hmm. showing you where to go. Like, I need to go to a bathroom or I need to go, you know, to my seat. It's the blue dot, right? It's like having Google Maps on your car. You can actually see yourself walking around a map.
0: That's
1: really helpful. But I I think, you know, why isn't that more closely tied to an action? You know, saying, I want, you know, you click Siri and say, show me shortest line for hot dogs. And then it just takes you there. And it just starts mapping you there, so it's you know it's not. I'm looking at a map. I have to pick something on the map. You know, make it more interactive. Just say, you know, show me where the Sheboygan Brat is. Right. So, you know, I'm not waiting in one line or walking from line to line. going, Do they have brats? Do they have brats? Do they have, <laughs> you know, uh, craft beers? Show me where the craft beer place is, and, and it takes you there. And, and I also wonder. And I had a question for you on this. The Sacramento Kings are building a new stadium, the Golden One Center. It's supposed Uh to be open this October. Yeah. And one of their goals is that not just, you know, digital ticketing, but not even having to show your phone as you walk in. So this is near field communications. You just walk through the door and the phone's in your pocket. And, you know, I don't know how they do it. Like there's a green light or something saying, yep, you can come in. Is that something you know, technology wise, you think that could be implemented for concessions. You know, you just have a line says, I, you know, one beer line, you walk through, it takes the charge off your phone and you just grab the beer. I mean,
0: huh. It seemed like whatever technology they can, that they can supplant, you know, replace tickets with, it it would be chump change to sell beer and chips using the exact same technology. I would think. Um,
1: Ski areas already do this. uh, I'm out here in Colorado now and You know, you used to buy a lift ticket in some of the older places. They still do, and they check it, and they punch it, or they have to scan it physically. All the Aspen ski areas and all the Vail-owned ski areas now, you buy a lift ticket, but it's a card. Mm -hmm. You just put it anywhere, you know, in your jacket or your pocket, and they have basically what looks like, you know, metal detector gates that you go in now, and it just, you know, beeps you when you're in. And you can use that to pay for food, too, so I'm... You know, why hasn't this migrated to the stadium?
0: I, you know, I, I think that's a, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting thing though. It's like whatever, whatever mechanism they used, yeah. even if it was a ticket barcode or something like that, whatever mechanism they used to, for admittance, that should be a useful item to just run an account, you know, using the same payment system and continue the experience from there because i also think too there's a little bit of psychology involved with if you have to dig out your wallet and think about Mm -hmm. how many dollars you're laying down you might not make that impulsive buy at the end to get the cotton candy or the t-shirt or something like that Mm -hmm. whereas if you're just in that mode of ah just walk by it it'll you know
1: let's just give me two of these and six of these right (laughs)
0: exactly it's like you'll you'll feel like uh you know, that anything's possible and then you'll get the bill and you'll sober up later. But that frictionless commerce is, is, Damn. you know, it, it's, it's attainable. It's something we kind of want as consumers. And I think it's something that the stadium personnel would want too because it gets people, you know, moving along more quickly and, yeah. and lowers the frustration level. Cause I mean, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to be frustrated enough with all oh. that's going on. Oh. It's uh, it's uh, not, not good. Uh, not good at all. So let's, uh, let's go for the closer here. Um, let's, uh, uh, let's think about a good story that, uh, involves stadium food. Um, what would you say is your most memorable, uh, meal at a ballpark or stadium?
1: Well, this is, this is funny because I I mean, I, I have great memories growing up as a kid in Chicago and going to Wrigley field. And we used to get these, ron Sano pizzas they're like mm-hmm. you know pizzas are about six inches around home run pizza yeah uh, it was a great stuff but uh, truly the most memorable meal i ever had at a stadium was when i lived for a summer in texas i lived in arlington i know you know that because yes i drove you by the apartment which is still there but the old uh, ballpark in arlington i think it was just called arlington stadium back yeah. then. yeah it They, for some weird reason, and I think, I don't know know, the full details of this, but because it was partially taxpayer funded, they had a rule that said you could bring in to the stadium any food or drink you wanted. Oh, boy. So, most people didn't, right? I mean, most people are just going to buy a bag of peanuts or a hot dog. Right. But I was living there with a friend at the time, my friend Floyd, and we got uh, free tickets basically or they were one dollar tickets you know they, the rangers had this is in the mid-80s and you know the rangers had a tough time getting anybody into the park man there. they were such
0: garbage back then too. they were you know, <laughs> charlie huff
1: charlie huff was great but, charlie huff was awesome but the rest of the team was just <laughs> they were just terrible Ooh, yeah. but you know it was a summer night we figured what the heck let's go there but we planned ahead of time and said you know ballpark food is ballpark food rough we brought in you know and picked up on our way to the game a hot fresh pizza so we nice. did we got this large pepperoni pizza from a local pizza place you know picked it up on the way so it's still fresh in the box hot you know, smelling good, and we, when we were walking in the gates, people were just looking at us like we were gods. they were like, "Why did I think of that pizza? It was great." And, and the other thing we brought in was a jug cooler with a half gallon of Jack and Coke, so we just had a time up there eating nice. slices of pizza, you know, having oh. our own Jack and Cokes. And you I, I, clearly like gods after that. I, I clearly do not remember that. I clearly do not remember. You know, who scored who played I'm i think surprised. we even walked home um
0: i'm surprised you didn't cool. try to play shortstop at that point <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they might have put us in hit but it that, to me <laughs> that, that really was the most memorable ballpark meal i still think about that
0: and laugh oh that's great my most memorable was probably just the first time i had skyline chili <laughs> at a cincinnati reds game because Ooh. Uh, as excited as I was to try it, I took one bite and gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I didn't have a half gallon of Jack and
1: Coke to wash it <laughs> well, down see, either. Well, see, you gotta have the right. I, I also had one of those uh, Fenway hot dogs once. Yeah, they're terrible yeah it's like a, a bad <laughs> hot dog wrapped in an old piece of white bread you know they don't have a bun it's like yeah a slice of white bread. yeah
0: those are it's just that, that is one thing about the the technology or at least get maybe we get a food truck or something out in the parking lot maybe right? that, maybe that'll solve all our problems fish tacos let's go that way well anyway if people want to find out uh into, until next episode if people yes. want to find out more about mobile sports report what can they do and where can they find you
1: Mobile Sports Report can be found on the World Wide Web at Mm -hmm. mobilesportsreport.com, very cleverly. And you can go there, you can check out our blog, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, and soon subscribe to our podcast as well.
0: All right, Paul, thanks very much. I will speak to you soon.
1: Thanks, Phil.